Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, as ever, double action winner and former number one fast bowler in the world, Steve Harmison. Looking back at day two of the Lord's Test match, the second test match of a five uh, test series between England and India. And this is following on. Okay, well, if you're uh, listening to this podcast, you uh, probably know by now that. uh, Well, it was England's day, just about. Uh, India's still in control, but uh, England did well. 276 for three, bowled out for 364. Absolutely, England would have taken that. Um, With Jadeja hitting 40, um, but Rahul and Rahane going within seven deliveries of uh, day two. Uh, And really, uh, Rishad Pant aside with 37, uh, quite sluggish out there as the uh, Lord's track continued to confound the bowlers. Uh, Pfeiffer, or rather batsman, Pfeiffer for uh, Anderson. The seventh time he's done that here at Lord's. Brilliant stuff from him. Uh, and how reliant were England on their uh, number one bowler. Uh, when England came out to bat, they got through to tea unscathed. And then uh, a horrible moment, really. Sibley, well, it was a carbon copy of his dismissal in the first test match when he just steered a delivery on the pads to short uh, mid-wicket. And then... Uh, Hamid, uh, a, a, a wicket that will be reviewed uh, and replayed uh, many, many times, uh, no doubt in the batsman's head. Out first ball, missing a straight one. Horrible, horrible moment for him. And for England, 23 for two. And uh, Root asked to, uh, to rectify things again, and he did so. Alongside Rory Burns, putting on 85 for the third wicket before Burns was the third man to go. Uh, England uh, closing on 119 for three. So still trailing by um, over 200, but with seven wickets in hand. Plenty to uh, get our teeth stuck into here on the following on podcast. Story of the day. So, Harmy, let's uh, start up first off uh, with uh, 
Well, let's start off with Hamid because that was such a brutal moment and a reminder of just how cruel this game can be. It is. It's horrible, isn't it? It is. It's horrible. I feel sorry for the kid. It's he's missed the strike one, and there's no way you there's, you can't sugarcoat it. He's he's just played horribly down the wrong line of a straight ball, first ball back after a five year absence. Yeah, where's your where's your look? You've worked so hard to get yourself back your career back on track after being released by Lancashire and going scoring runs and then fielded for 127 overs, led boots on, and he's just played down the wrong line. And Sibley was, Sibley's was awful because he was off balance. Um, Hamid looked as though his head was going down the wicket. His foot was going towards the ball, but at some point he's, he's just got his foot stuck, hasn't quite got to the pitch of the ball which meant he couldn't get his bat in between his, you know, as the first line of defence and it's missed everything and it's hit the stumps. And good bowling by Siraj. I think he bowled really well again. And I think he's a, he's a crackerjack him. He's brilliant um, as a character and as a person. And, and I've said this, <laughs> I said this again, and there's two bits of advice I would give Mohammed Siraj. One, don't change anything you do on the field. Be yourself, enjoy yourself and go for it as much as you can. And two, learn how to play the short ball. Because if you're going to give what you give, my friend, you are going to get some bounces when you uh, when you eventually go out to bat and you're going to cop a few. But I thought he was excellent today. Again, unlucky for Hamid. But hey, that's what this game is. It's test cricket and uh, that's what you sign up for. Do you think Dominic Sibley's got one more innings to uh, keep his test career alive for the uh, for the short term? I just wonder if the selectors are thinking we've dropped the wrong one. Um, I really do. I really think they must be sitting there thinking, Chris Silverwood is sitting there thinking, not because of the dismissal, but because of the partnership. The partnership is fine if you both go on and you do what Keir Raul did. Keir Raul was 18 off about 100 balls and he went on and he brought this his scoring rate from 20 uh, from from 20 strike rate of 20 to about 50 by the end of his innings 130 fantastic knock we can't keep batting like that we've got we're 100 and, what are we we're 119 for 3 or 45 overs largely down to the way Joe Root came out and hit boundaries we cannot have an opening partnership yes you can say they nullified the new ball but the game was going nowhere and if you lose two quick wickets like we did at 20 for 23 for, for two, we are staring down the barrel and that is happening far too often now. So I just wonder if the selectors are thinking, you know what, did we drop the wrong man? Because if Crawley's out there and he stays out there, Crawley's strike rate naturally will be a lot better than, than having Burns and Sibley. So the Sibley shot was a poor one. Um, he's indefensible. It's a poor shot. His feet are going one way. His head's all over the shot, and his his hands are his hands are more or less down leg side when he makes contact with the ball. He just lo- it just visually looked horrible, um, and he, he's given his wicket away. And I wouldn't even expect that in second eleven cricket in in club cricket. Never mind Test match cricket at the home of cricket at Lords, um, playing for England. So look, he's got to take he's got to take the criticism. It was a poor shot. Um, and this is happening far too many times now for, for the top order of England batsmen. What is going on with England's fielding? Um, in the first Test match, they, they missed about five runouts and three catches. Today, my notes say England missed runout, Sharma dropped on four, Sharma missed runout, Jadeja dropped on 39, Jadeja missed runout. 
it was hilarious. <laughs> it, honestly, there was a passage of play. It was hilarious. Yeah. Ball goes in. Hamid couldn't hit the stumps from 10 yards. Yeah. Ball goes in. Bairstow couldn't hit the stumps <laughs> from, from five six yards. yards. Yeah. Hasim Hamid hit the stumps from the boundary 65 yards away. It just doesn't <laughs> make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, look, it, it just seems to be falling that way for England. And, you know, and there's times where you catch one-handed. There's times where you think, oh, what, you know, comes off somebody's sort of leg, hits the, the bowler and hits the stumps. Uh, there's just these things happen. But it, it was a passage of prayer, which I thought was quite amusing, when we couldn't hit the stumps from inside the catching circle, and then we hit the stumps from 65 yards away. So, look, I, again, I think it just comes down to pressure. Johnny Bairstow played for Yorkshire, and a, a white shirt or a blue shirt for Yorkshire, he underarms that. Doesn't try and throw it as hard as he can on overarm. It's pressure. That's what Test Match Cricket, the big crowd, the big stage brings to you. And I think that's what happened with Johnny and with the England, with the England fielders. A player who knows how to deal with the pressure of playing at Lords, Jimmy Anderson, his seventh fifer uh, at Lords. We always talk about Trent Bridge being his favourite ground. He's got his own stand at uh, Old Trafford, of course, where he plays for Lancashire. But home of cricket, well, he's made he makes himself at home more often than not here. The fourth time he's taken a fifer against India as well here at Lords. It is it, mind-boggling. You can't say any more than we already say about yeah. about Jimmy. He is. He is just a superstar in more ways than one. Um, they're talking about being being on the honours board. I think forget being on the honours board. They're going to have to give him his own. He's going to have his own honours board in the some corner of that dressing room, the James Anderson honours board, because he's on it that much. He's he's fr- he's frighteningly good when things need to happen. And what I mean by that is when things aren't happening. And the pitch is stale because the pitch is very, very slow. The ball's not moving off the surface or in the air laterally. His ability to have a go at the opposition's technique when it's not quite right from wide of the crease, just sort of angling the seam in, taking the ball away. It was a masterclass again by you know, England's all-time and the world's all-time great. So, you know, he was, he was phenomenal. And, you know, just got to remember as well, his back-to-back test matches where he bowled brilliantly at Trembridge. There was an injury scare whether he was going to play or not. And he's 39-year-old on a flat. He's got five for 62 off 29 overs. And the man is a, just a genius. Absolutely. I, I, I can't really add anything else to that. Um, talking of genius, uh, we've been talking about the over-reliance on Joe Rue. He's there again at Stumps, 49 not out. Uh, brilliant. Ah, uh, you can't say too much, much more about you know, with the superlatives you give about Anderson. You've got to give them to Root. He went from fourteen to eighteen in this in this innings. He ran it down to third man, and he went past eight thousand nine hundred runs. The great Graham Gooch to go second in the all-time list behind Sir Alistair Cook. When Alistair Cook is a long way ahead, he's twelve thousand. 472, and that's a, it's a long, a lot of runs for Joe. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets close, if not goes past. Um, the beauty about today's innings for me was his calmness, because I don't think, and I think I would love to know this from Joe, and you might, you might say it if he gets a big score and he talks about what happened today. I don't think he was as fluid and as as comfortable foot movement, and that might be because of the slope at Lords than what he was at Trembridge. But his ability, a bit like Sir Alistair Cook mentioned him, his ability to find a way of scoring runs is just, that's what makes him great. 
That's what makes him great. He runs the ball down to third man, beautiful. He clipped the ball into the legs so nice. And then when it started to come good for him, he hit, the, he hit two or three extra cover drives, which were back to what he was at Trent Bridge. And he started to be getting to where he was at Trent Bridge. So for me, it was a great knock by the England captain. He's nowhere near finished. Um, and he needs to get a, an even, you know, a, a, a double what he's got now for England to stand any chance of making this a one in game or for DS4 and DS5. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you still feel that if India get him early tomorrow, day three, you know, nearly a halfway point of the wickets uh, gone, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult for England um, to get themselves up to the total that India managed. Uh, let's talk about India's batting lineup because it is a bit odd. Um, you know, they've got uh, in KL Rahul, a guy that's really overperformed in terms of the expectations coming in. You've got uh, the class of Rohit Sharma. So they've been getting off to good starts there. But moving away from them, you've got Pujara and Rahane, who look woefully out of form, both of them. Virat Kohli, OK, we know all about him and, and uh, equally so Rishabh Pant. But then, of course, you've got this situation where Ishan Sharma is coming in. Um, Actually, it was Mohammed Shami is coming in at the fall of the sixth wicket, and whoever he's going to be batting with has suddenly got to, you know, block out four and then take a single, and it's it makes a pretty torturous cricket, and it just does kind of shine um, another light on an Indian side which is held up as being one of the best ever, but there's a paucity of batting there, and you just got a feeling that if the top they are. Not not as reliant on route that England are, but they are still overly reliant on their top two, getting them off to a good start. If England can expose that, then they'd fancy their chances. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important that Root gets a score and England can get runs because to make it a one innings game, it's a it's a two wicketer, isn't it? If you get if you get one of the top two early and you can get Coley in and out. All of a sudden, you can run through this India side if the ball's if the ball's doing a bit off the wicket, breaks up and it becomes uneven. So, yeah, I, that's why I I, and I applaud India to one extent with the side that they've got because they're trying to pick four fast bowlers to win a game, and they're not bothered about batting. They're putting the onus and responsibility on the batting. Um, at the moment, I'm working with a great VVS Laxman, and he was very critical of Jadeja not trusting eight, nine, ten. He said the way he played 8, 9, 10 should have been just number 11 for the simple fact is this is what you've got to trust the people around and this is you, you can't detract from your job to try and protect 8, 9 and 10. But having said that, Mohamed Shami came out at number 8 and arguably played as bad a shot as what Dom Sibley did at <laughs> Navier Carbon Copy. So mm. yeah, the, the, I can understand what VVS is saying, but I think if you're in that position with Jadija and you know that you're back with four number 11s, you have to try and protect it. It did work, did get for some some horrendous watching. I must admit, I was asleep for most of this middle session because I think um, between Burns and Sibley and <laughs> India's bottom four, it wasn't a great deal happening to be honest. So I thought I thought England stuck to the task well. I thought Jadeja batted well, um, and the game didn't go anywhere for for a short period of time. But you know, the, the sorry reliant on the top two plus Coley, who is not firing, and Pajara and Rahane look as though they're in a position where they could be finished by the end of this series. And yeah, you know, their careers could be over because the age they're at, the caps they've had, and the people that are underneath ready to come in 
if you're watching the IPL and the you know, Surikuma Yadavs and Ishan Kishnas and the, of the world, you're thinking, well, Pajara and Rahani, if they get left out, that's probably the end of their test match career. So I think that will be in the, the, the Indian selectors' minds, but they need to get runs quickly because they both look like a cat in a hot tin roof. And when you've got Anderson with the Duke ball in English conditions, any sort of weakness and he will exploit and he has them. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Lol of the day. Right, I've brought back laugh out loud moment of the day because there was a laugh out loud moment of the day. And once again, it involved um, Joe Root, Virat Kohli and Mohamed Siraj. So three times at Trent Bridge, India burnt reviews um, because of over-appealing and exuberance from Mohamed Siraj. <laughs> it happened again today in the 21st and 23rd over. Joe Root, the batsman on both occasions, given not out leg before wicket and, uh, and Siraj going up and convincing his captain to review. Now, the first time, um, he, India had three reviews left. But it was what is so funny is that Siraj absolutely wants his captain to review. The wicketkeeper is telling his captain not to review. 
And Coley just has to review. And he's thinking, well, I've got three of these babies. I'm going to just burn one. Of course, it's not overturned. He loses one. The next over, the LBW shout is definitely closer. It hits the batsman lower down on the pad. But Siraj, even Siraj doesn't even, he kind of like, he can't even look at his captain. He thinks it's out, it's worth a review, but he knows what's going on here. As do the crowd, who are all giving it the, ooh, as the clock is ticking down. And then about four seconds to go, you can see Rishabh Pants just like, no, we're not reviewing this one. And Coley, he can't even look at the umpire or anyone. And then he does the signal with two seconds to go. At which point, Pant goes, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Coley starts arguing with Pant. The crowd cheer. Everyone looks up at the big screen. And, of course, it's going to go on to miss. And India lose another review. And it was just hilarious. Um, and you know what's going to happen? They're not going to review one that they should do. Or they're going to burn another one. And then they're going to get uh, on the wrong end of a decision from the umpire. And they're not going to have any reviews to use. It's it's written in the stars. It is written in the stars. It's got Headley written all over again. And these reviews are, are crucial in test matches. You go back to 2019, Headley, Tim Payne, you know, reviewed. Didn't go in his favour. And, you know, the one when he needed the review, he didn't have it. And Ben Stokes would have been out and the game would have been over. So they are very, very crucial. It's just... When 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 Mohammed Siraj hits a pad and he looks at his captain, they should play the Benny Hill music. <laughs> they should play the Benny Hill music because and when you were saying about you know Rishad Pant, which is amazing because I'm not even sure Rishad Pant is watching half the time. I think he's he's having a look who's in the crowd and you know what's going on around him. Um and he he's even trying to get a hold of Coley's hand not to review it. You've got to think you take a risk because it's Joe Root and you know it's Joe Root and it's a it's a big player and it's a huge player in the England game. But I think Mohamed Siraj has gone to the Stuart Broad School of Review System and it just doesn't work. And when you look at when I look at it and you, you go back through it, India have reviewed 10, the last 10 of Mohamed Siraj. <laughs> you know, one was out. I think two was umpire's call and seven have lost the review. Not 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 umpire, not even umpire's call have lost the review seven times in the last um, LBWs that uh, Siraj has asked his captain to review. So from that point of view, I think Virat Kohli, the next time Siraj hits the pads, if the finger doesn't go up, he needs to walk off, try and walk off the other direction so Siraj can't catch him because it's just simple. It's not working. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmi, your prediction for day two was scarily accurate. So what's going to happen on day three? I think England will get somewhere close to to India, if not potentially go past. And to do that... Well, if that happens, they're going to have to bat till the Headingley test. Yeah, and to do that, I'm backing my boys. And to do that, I'm looking at the captain getting another three-figure score. And why why I say this is I think... If Joe Root goes and scores 100, with Ollie Robinson coming in at number nine, even Mark Wood, we've seen Wood get 40s and 50s just standing there and flashing blade. If Root gets to 100, the length of time it's going to take, the India bowlers are going to be tired by then. And if the India bowlers are a bit like, you know, gone there and we haven't even mentioned it, the Strauss days, when the bowlers got tired and the likes of Pryor, Swan, and broad before you got hit in the head came in. I think this 
lower six from six, seven, eight, nine can actually hit the ball. And I think if you've got Root at one end and you know by lunchtime in India aren't going to get him out, then all of a sudden England then become a dangerous animal at the bottom end, tired bowlers, slow, uh, softball. And if the crowd get behind them, I think England could, could really make, make here. So if Joe Root, and I want Joe Root desperately to get another 100, if he can do that, I think England could go past India. And if they do, they might just have a, put themselves in a position to win the Test match. Brilliant. And before I let you go, uh, you are wearing red. You mentioned Andrew Strauss, uh, another. I tell you what, mate, this place at Lords, they really, they really went for it this year. Um, and from up here, looking down, it really was a sea of red. And uh, yeah, they've raised a lot of money as well. Um, but a little, a little word for uh, for your old friends and well, your old friends really, because uh, everyone was affected by uh, by the sad occurrence uh, involving Ruth. Yeah, and I've played my whole career, Andrew. Um, we've got kids born on the same day, three, four years apart. Sam, I think Sam's fifteen, Abby's eighteen. Uh, both born on the 4th of December, and I must admit, Matt, between half past 10 and 11 o'clock this morning, if you any, if you had come to me, you would have gotten nothing out of me. And that's saying something coming out of me, because I was, I couldn't stop. I must admit, I'm happy to say I'm a grown man, but to see Ruth, to see Andrew, to see Sam and Luca walking around that ground, where the England, I'm starting to go, and I'm starting to go now, the where the England team and the India team, the, the heart on the field, Matt, there wasn't a dry eye in the Harmison household because of what we knew, who we knew and how we knew Ruth, Ruth the boys and Sir Andrew. It's, it was, it's, what's come out of a heartbreaking situation is unbelievable. And to, to be sitting at seven o'clock and raised £530,000 at Lord's today is remarkable. And I congratulate everybody that was there. Um, and you know, I wish, I hope we keep going because he is an amazing human being, Andrew Strauss. Um, and he's the way he's looked after them two boys and got them through what's been a horrendous situation. My my hat, heart and hats off to him because you know I'm a family man and nobody likes to, would like to go through that. Not even close to going through that. So yeah, congratulations, Strauss. You keep up the good work. Yeah, well said, matey. Not for the first time. Um, well, look, uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, myself and Harmy will be back following day three to see if he nails another prediction. Uh, you've been listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe, 
for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.